You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Sometimes it gets a little hectic out there. But right now, you know, we go up you and how we just... Hello, hello, it's Cliff Rivard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Hi, hello, how is everyone? How's the start of your week? How's the end of your week? Are we drinking enough water? Are we doing our skincare routine at night? Are we sleeping? Are we being active? I hope so. I'm very excited to share with you guys. October is the first month in so long that I have no travel, which I'm just like, I'm so excited by because it means that I can buy groceries, I can get on a regular time zone and sleep schedule. I can cook meals for myself. I can just, you know, get into a routine. I love routines. I think routines feel good. I think routines keep us healthy. So I'm excited to share that I'm going to be a homebody for most of this month. I'm excited that it's fall. I shouldn't complain about travel, though, because I just had the most phenomenal trip to Marrakesh in Morocco. Gorgeous city, gorgeous people. I got to see these amazing palaces and we stayed at a beautiful, quiet Riyadh. And Marrakesh is just one of those special cities. If you have an opportunity to go, definitely take it. I got henna hand art for the first time. That was a great experience. I bought beautiful caftans. I, of course, got some beauty products. They have really, really beautiful argan oils, olive oils. I got some Rasul clay. It was magical. It was also exhausting because we were there for a four-day trip, which is not a lot of time in Marrakesh, but we were there for a wedding. It was just, it was all beautiful. I posted all of the pics on my socials. Okay, my guest, Julie Wilson. Julie is just really fabulous. She has such a unique personality that is totally her own. She's so bubbly and full of life. And I think when you hear about her background and the really unique way that she grew up, you'll understand why she's kind of such a one of a kind. A lot of times when you hear from people, especially established people in the industry, it kind of starts at the beginning of their career. But there's like, you know, you have your whole life and upbringing before that. And I always love to talk to my guests about how they grew up. But Julie has this fabulous career. You know, she's the beauty director at Essence Magazine, which is, of course, iconic. But you can tell the passion she has for beauty. You can tell that she really feels compelled and driven and kind of uniquely talented and blessed to do this work. So it was a real pleasure talking to her. Thank you guys so much for listening. You know, we're at Naked Beauty Planet. That's the beauty community. I'm at Brooke DeVard on all platforms. You can tweet me. You can DM me on Instagram. You can share while you're listening and tag the show. I really appreciate all of the love. And by the way, the response that I got from the Dr. Jones episode from Dr. Elena Jones, my dermatologist, was phenomenal. I'm so happy when I can make you guys happy. And I just heard from so many of you that there was so much information and and that you guys just appreciated having her wisdom on the show, having your skincare questions answered. So it makes me really happy when the Naked Beauty community is happy. So thank you for that. If you are new to the show, new episodes every Monday, please take the time to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast if you have some time. Appreciate it. Okay, let's get into the episode with Julie. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, 
eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts, not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Well, first, we should introduce you properly for those who do not know. How, how would you introduce yourself? I'm Julie Wilson Wareham, I would say. <laughs> I would say I'm like, I think my um, Instagram uh, like bio kind of sums it up. I'm like a tall glass of sass, like dope wife, cool mom, like that sort of thing. And I happen to be the global beauty director at Essence. Yes. You know, that's what I do, but like, that's not completely who I am. Who you are. Yes. And you're now also a podcaster. Yes. The Color Files. Yes. I'm the host of The Color Files, which is a podcast with Essence um, Podcast Network. And I'm really excited about it. It's great. You're on episode four. Yeah. How are you finding life as a podcaster? It is. It's a lot. I'm learning from listening to people like you and trying to, you know, like, transfer my journalism skills to this medium, which is like very different because when you're like interviewing someone without like recording it for an audience, totally, it's totally different thing than when I, what I would do if I was just recording them to like write the stories. So. Yes. But I love that you bring your full self to the interviews that you do. And like you, like, I, I think you were talking to who Sir John. Was- well, oh, the Sir John interview, Sir John. who's Beyonce's makeup artist for Ugh. people that don't know, which like, I don't amazing. know how you could not know. That was incredible. I didn't know that he worked at a strip club in Queens, was it? While Girl. he was doing all the fabulous stuff at Fashion yes. Week. And they stripped him all the way to Milan. He didn't have enough money to go to Milan to work with Pat McGrath during Fashion Week. And they were like, we got you. Oh we are God. going to drop it like it's hot. We're going to take all our tips tonight and we are going to pay for your plane ticket. I was like, Sir John, this is just, that's just like magical. Incredible. Incredible. Yeah. The soundbite that I was thinking of, it was you were interviewing Lala. Oh, Lala. And you were saying like, what must it be like for you to just always have to look beat and perfect every single day? And like, that's the kind of question that like celebrities don't get asked, but like, that's what I would want to know. Yeah. Like, what's it like to every single time you step outside your house? Like, right. there's you have to feel like you have to be done in your face. I couldn't cope. I couldn't because most days I'm like, I just don't want to put on any makeup. Exactly. Even as a beauty director, I'm just like, I will go, I usually go to work without any makeup on and I'll put my makeup on at my desk because that's yeah. where the whole beauty closet is. Oh and I can gosh. try all the things. I know. You brought me all of these incredible yes. products. Does it get overwhelming though to get so many products sent to you all the time? I never get overwhelmed. I see it really as yeah. like a blessing Yeah, because I'm like, this is so great that I can one, try all of these things and you know, I have this career, but also that these companies want me to try all these things and want, you know, essence to, you know, have them and to get like kind of the the black girl stamp of approval, Absolutely, you know, because I mean, we can get into it later, but you know, this industry is very interesting. And like, I've been at several different, um, you know, outlets and it's different when you go to a black you know, publication and like some places and some companies don't, you know, don't see it as necessarily important to speak to that community. And so, you know, I've had relationships with companies in the past that don't necessarily I have anymore with Essence. That is insane, especially considering how much more money Black women spend on cosmetics. We over-index. Totally over-index. And it's also like, to a degree, like an underserved mark, like in Fenty, you know, the financial success of Fenty is proof of that. Like when you serve that audience that has right. been underserved, like you will be rewarded for it. Right. You were at, okay, let me see if I can get your resume correctly. You were at, before Essence, you were at HuffPo. Yes. Black Voices. Uh-huh. Before that, you were at Real Simple. Yeah. Nice. Before that, Parents? Parents, yes. Like a brief I was, stint as yes. you were interviewing. In, in, interning. 
Okay. Like, so I graduated college and couldn't really find a job because like this, the industry is so fickle and I was au pairing. I like to call it <laughs> like back home in Pennsylvania, which really is just babysitting. Yeah. And I finally got another internship, which I really just wanted a full-time job, but it was at parents. Okay. And I went there and I was only there for like two months and then I got the okay. job at Real Simple and I stayed at Real Simple for six and a half years yeah. and kind of moved my way up. Yeah. You started as an assistant. As the assistant editor-in-chief. Yeah. And then moved my way up. And then I got a call from HuffPost and like, you don't say no to Ariana Huffington. No. So I went there <laughs> and I was there for four and a half years. And now I've been at Essence for three and a half. That's amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. I think a career in publishing, it's becoming more and more difficult to secure a career and you kind of have to adapt. And like, I mean, you are kind of like the influencer slash, right? Like you do what you do, yeah. but you also have like your own very vibrant following and, and personality and, and presence online. Yeah. How do you balance the two? It's hard, but I think that that's the survival tactic to your point mm -hmm. that you can't just be like this one trick pony anymore. Like when I started in the industry, you could be just a writer. You could yeah. be just an editor. You could be just a market editor. Like now you have to do market. You have to write. You have to edit. You have to be able to go on television. Yep. You have to wear many hats. Yeah. And honestly, for a chick like me, like that is awesome because I don't, want to do just one thing. So it's nice that I can like one day be doing a lot of video and the next day I could be writing a cover story. The next day I could be on set styling or beauty directing. Like it's so cool that I can, you know, I have so much like flexibility yes. in like what I can do. Yes. And I also though love to hear you talk about your career because so many girls want a career like yours, but you're also very clear about how much hard work goes. Yeah. Like the glamorous side, we all know, but like it's not always easy. No, it's so tough. <laughs> like it is. And I mean, like you, I could complain all day and I have complained <laughs> a, a lot with friends and colleagues and like that sort of thing, because the hours are kind of crazy and you're just always on like the news cycle never ends. Oh the God, yeah. Nothing, you know, it just keeps going, 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 going. There's always a deadline. There's always something to do. There's always something to pitch. So it can get a little tedious and it is kind of thankless sometimes. Yeah. But I love what I do. And like, this True. is what I want. You wouldn't rather, you, yeah. there's nothing you'd rather do. Yeah, but I have to, like, that's part of like me being me. And like, I hate saying my brand, but like my brand of saying like, Gnosis, this is what it is. Like, yeah. this is, I'm like, not, I'm not at that Dior dinner because I got to go home and right. like write up some story or whatever. And a lot of the times you don't see that, like, we'll go to these events, but like then we're up all night oh, at home course. writing about it or like, yeah. you know, creating content around it. It's not just to go there and twirl and then go home and go to bed. Right. It's like, we have to like turn it into actual work. Yes. Yes. I mean, the Essence, Essence Fest is a great example. It's a, you know, full-time party, but for you, it's probably one of the most taxing. Oh my God physically exhausting, but also exhilarating. But it must yes. just take up, like, I would probably like book a week-long vacation right after Essence. If I, I know. There. Well, a month after, I always okay. go on my Mar Martha's, Martha's Vineyard. Vineyard for two full weeks, back to back Amazing. with my family. Like, Beautiful. I'm off. Like, I do a little bit of work, but I try to really just pour into them because they deserve it. And they know I like work and I travel so much that like, this is the two weeks that we are actually in one place together. Yes. And do you find that when you're on, like when you have that extended vacation, you have more time for self-care. That's the thing I love most. Like I actually have time to take a long shower or a yes. bath or like yeah. take care of myself. At our house up there, we have a family house and there's an outdoor shower awesome. and I just like I'm in there forever yes. and just like luxuriating in there and like, you know, shaving and doing all the things, and all the scrubs and all of those things yes. that you don't do at home because they're so messy. Yes. I bring literally area. all of my beauty products up there and, you know, I just go crazy. That's Shout out to Ellen from... Carla Otto, because she also sent me a huge box of products oh, amazing. while I was up there to like try and indulge in and give to my family and friends. Like, it's so cool. Oh my God. So you're just getting sent stuff all the time and you love beauty, which is like, I do it, love it, beauty. it really is like a dream job. It is. The other, I know this was very, very early on and it was just an internship, but like interning at Bergdorf Goodman must have been pretty cool. It was really <laughs> cool. I mean, Bergdorf is, I love a, it. I mean, that's my store. Yeah. Like I always say you're either Bergdorf's girl or like 
a Barney's girl. Oh and like, gosh, there's no comparison. Barney's is like the MoMA girl too. And like Bergdorf's is it's like the Met. the Met. Of course. And I'm like, that's me. Like yeah. I'm like the Met girl. I love Bergdorf's. And so that was a lot of fun. This little black girl like running around. This was after my freshman year in college. So I didn't wait till like my junior year to do an internship. I was like, I'm going there. So growing up, did you, what was your relationship to beauty growing up? Um, I mean, I think like for everyone, it's like seeing your mom or seeing your grandmother kind of like interact with beauty. But I feel like my most like vivid memory of beauty was actually getting my hair done by my dad. Wow. Your your dad did your hair? Like he would straighten me and my sister's hair. Oh my God. That's incredible. With like a hot comb comb. on the stove. Oh my God. Like not an electric one, like on the stove. Yeah. And you would have to like hold your ear. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was really interesting. Like he would do it once a week. And even when I was in boarding school, we actually didn't live too far away from the school, like a half an hour. So sometimes on the weekends I would come and he would like straighten my hair and I would go back to school. And how did he learn how to do it? So he grew up in, you know, the South with three sisters and they and their their mother died when they were like really young when my dad Sorry, was 10 yeah. he was the oldest yeah. and he and she died when he was 10 so wow. they were very young and he like took care of them and like wow. helped and like really stepped in as the oldest child of five kids so yeah, he just like learned how to do it. That's and like, amazing. everyone was like, is your dad gay? Or like, and it's like, no, like oh. <laughs> hair doesn't have to be gay to do your hair. My father doesn't have to be gay I mean, to do my hair, crazy. but it was really nice like moment. Not only that, but that we got to talk. Right. Like this was like an dedicated like, sit down time. It was dedicated. It was like, you have to sit there. Yeah. It would take probably a good hour, hour and 15 yeah, minutes. He's got very thick hair. I've got big, thick hair. And so he would, you know, we'd sit there and talk about things and, and, you know, and sometimes things would get like, not contentious, but we'd talk about serious things. Yeah. And so it was really, that's like one of my fondest memories growing up of getting like my hair done by him. Beautiful. So you're in, so you're in Philadelphia. Uh Outside Philly. So I was born in Boston. We moved to like Westfield, Massachusetts, moved to Buffalo, New York. I spent most of my my life outside Philadelphia. outside Philly at this Quaker school. Yeah. Well, like, was makeup allowed? Like, were people experimenting with looks, or was it like, sh- yeah? Strict? But are, like, are you a Quaker? No, no. It, okay. I'm actually Mormon. Oh, interesting, fascinating. Okay. Um, I do but not practice. Drink. Okay, I don't practice. Yeah, we have. I'm like here, guys. I'm yeah, like, you're I'm a Mormon. Drinking. Hold on. Oh, mm. fascinating. I didn't even know there were Black Mormons. Uh, there's a lot of Black Mormons. But really? Okay. Yeah, I'm. I have a, like a very interesting religious background, but we didn't grow up as anything really, but I have a special needs brother. Okay. And when we were living in Buffalo, New York, my parents met this family who had a special needs child who they had in this school called the Camp Hill Waldorf schools. Okay. Um, there's Waldorf schools, like there's the Rudolph Steiner school here oh, yeah, in New York, course, yeah. but they have villages for special needs people. And they're like, kind of like the Harvards of, you know, education and programming and development around people with special needs. And so their son was at one of these villages and they were Mormon. So my parents like, you know, became close friends with them. We sent my brother to these this village okay. um, in Pennsylvania, which is why we moved, moved to Pennsylvania, okay. but they were Mormon. And so we started going to church with them and we investigated the church for like seven years because we were like, they're a cult. They don't like black <laughs> people, like all of these things. And then finally we joined when I was 14 mm-hmm. and got baptized and stuff. But, you know, we weren't like, my parents weren't like, you have to go on a mission. You have to go to BYU. They were just like, we love the religion for, you know, it's morals and values, like all of that. So yeah, we were kind of like brought up in the Mormon church, but then, you know, but then they sent us to Quaker boarding school and then I went to college and I didn't go to BYU. And then I married an atheist. So like, it's not in a Quaker wedding ceremony on Martha's Vineyard. So it's like, Oh my gosh. Crazy. So, so your son, how do you raise him? So we haven't really introduced I mean, young, yeah. like religion. He's five. We haven't really introduced a lot of religion to him because my husband doesn't really prescribe to any, mm-hmm. you know, um, you know, religion. But my husband really does dig Quakerism because it is so, you know, all accepting. They didn't uh, have to go to war. They were abolitionists, like yeah. all of that. And that's why we also decided to have a Quaker wedding. But I think that's where we'll like 
kind of lean towards with Orion because it's just kind of like, you know, there's no preacher. There's no one telling you. You sit in silence. It's like meditation and and you just... Kind of as pro- progressive. Yes. Yes. So Well, it's interesting because I see you as such a like larger than... I mean, you have sequins on. You've got, you know, beautiful pink lipstick, big hair. Like you're, you always like bring a look yeah. and I associate, you know... Quakers, like I, your background seems so different from how you self-present now. Like, yeah. were you either like, were you, did you stand out a lot growing up because you were always this way or have you over time kind of become I've definitely been sassy. Okay. All the time. Like always. I was always that girl. It's like okay. crazy. Like my, like my, so my Quaker school, like the cool girls were the girls who like didn't shave their legs or underarms. And like, you know, it was very tree hugging hippie. Got like it. we were on 600 acres of land in the middle of like Pennsylvania, just like, you know, frolicking around, but I still could get along with everyone. And I yeah. was just that girl. It was just like, I'm here. I want to be everyone's friend. And like, I was an athlete. So it was, I don't know. I had like a good time, but I've always been this crazy. Okay. Did you feel beautiful in high school? I did. I did. I, I think I was all, also in like a very safe place. Like West Town, mm. my school was just like so accepting and so, I don't know, like it, it wasn't clickish. Mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of bypassed that like that high school experience where everyone, the bullying and that yeah. sort of thing. And not to say it was a utopia, but it felt very much safe and you could be yourself mm-hmm. and secure and like you could, you know, you know, girls in my high school were like using diva cups. Like, you know what I'm oh, saying? Wow. Like, this is like, I graduated in, I was a class of 2000. Okay. So like, this is back in like the late nineties. I'm in high school yeah. and they're like using diva cups and stuff. Like it's like, that was my high school. Not like, who are you dating? Who's bringing you to prom? Right. Like none of that drama. There was no, ba- there was no football team. So okay. there's no like cheerleaders and like yeah, the yeah, whole yeah. football none thing. None yeah. Of mess. None of that mess. And so did you have any like early experiments with beauty that really stand out to you from your... Mm-hmm. High school, college days. I mean, it was really interesting to being at boarding school too, because like you raise yourself. You defend for right? yourself. Yeah. yeah. Like you're, you're all, you're, you're experimenting with your looks and beauty and your, and your bodies are changing and like sans like parents. Yes. So you're, you're really like, you know, comforting each other. I always say like my friends from high school are like my brothers and sisters more than friends. Like, uh-huh. cause we kind of like really raised each other, but I remember just like running around like the dorm and like with titty tassels and stuff. Like we were so <laughs> free yeah, to sounds, be ourselves. Great. So like, I don't think I had any like angst about like beauty and that sort of thing. And like you, I could wear my hair in like really any style or like wear my braids and no one was like, yes, you know, we would braid each other's hair. It's not like even we would go to like someone to go braid our hair. Like there would be a girl on at school who was like from New York who was like I know how to braid hair like and like would braid everyone's hair like come through my room I got you that's amazing because it sounds like you've always had a very positive relationship with beauty and you've always seen it as a tool for self-expression and empowerment which is probably why you approach your work today with so much joy yeah for sure what is it like working with all black women like at essence like it must be like just bomb well, we always say it's Black Girl Magic Headquarters. Essence. Yes. And when anyone asks me what I do, I'm always like, I get to celebrate the dopeness of Black women every mm-hmm. single day. And that is truly a privilege to be able to get up every day and be like, I'm just worried about my girlfriend, like my sister. Yes. And like, what is she dealing with? What are her woes? What can I help her with? What can we celebrate about her? So it is really cool. And I don't take it for granted because I know that this is not real life. I mean, I've worked at other places and that's <laughs> not what it is. So I savor it for, you know, as long as I can. And so having worked at other places and seeing kind of, you mentioned the different treatment sometimes that you get at Essence. Do you think it's that brands are overlooking this Black audience or do you think they're intentionally not wanting to associate themselves with a Black audience? I think it's both. Wow. Depending on the brand. and But I do think more and more they're getting hip to the fact that like, if you are not yeah. talking to her, you don't like making money. Exactly. And, and also like, just from a culture, I mean, like Black women kind of are the epicenter of all trends and culture. I mean, it's kind of like crazy. Yeah. I mean, we 
we move the culture. We are the culture. So it just doesn't make sense not to meet her there. And especially in the beauty space. I mean, we consult a lot for brands and because they're just so curious about like, what do black women Yeah. Well, what, what do they ask you in these? Like, what are they trying to figure out? I'd I mean, love to you know. walk into a room of like all white people. Yeah, and they're, like, they're like, oh, like what? does she want? What does she need? Where should, and I'm just like, are you kidding? Like, what are you doing? And I always, and I'm, you know, I have a very, you know, sassy personality, but I also get down to business. And I think that that's also good about my personality that I can be a little funny, but also deliver a message. So I'm like, y'all don't like making money. That's what you've shown me (laughs) because you have a hundred SKUs and you not, you don't have one, one thing for edges. Right. And then Half of them are looking at me like, what are edges? Oh my gosh. My husband literally asked me that like a week. He was like, what are edges? And I was like, baby, you don't know what edges are. (laughs) I had to educate him. And I'm like, if you're in the beauty industry and specifically in hair, if you don't know that Black women call their hairline (laughs) edges, like- Start over. Start over. Like, I don't know if this is what you need to be doing. And it is a universal truth for all Black women, whether your hair is natural, braids, locks, weave, wig, relaxer, anything. relaxer yep. whatever your hair is doing, yeah. our edges are utmost important <laughs> to us. You know what's so funny though? So you and I were both wearing our hair out. I yes. know we both transitioned in Halos. and out of braids and protective styles. My edges, my edge game basically is just not on point. Like I try to do stuff in the morning and like brush it down with a toothbrush, but like it oh. never lasts. I'm the black girl that doesn't really know how to lay her edges. Yeah, like I, and I, I feel think like that's I, okay. Is it like I feel like I just I can't like when people do the swoop de swoos and they're like I'm like how are you getting it to lay like I this? I really can't do that, but that's why I have friends like Lacey Redway and like Fern Francois oh and God. all of these people the that I can like call and like be like, can you help us sister out? I know. If I have like a special event right. or like if we have a shoot and they're working with us because we work with the best, I'll just yes. be like, okay, the models on set, can you like like, help me out. Oh my gosh, I know. Do you learn like all the best hair and makeup and beauty secrets from being on set with these like I literal do. masters? They're masters. And I'm so lucky to be in their space and learning from them. And I watch them and I watch how they not only manipulate hair or the face, if we're talking about makeup artists, but like also how they make people feel mm-hmm. and treat people, right? I think that that's part of the magic of totally. becoming like a master or a legend or an icon in the space is that you can't just like, you know, slay the hair. You, it's also a part of like how you make the celebrity or the model feel. They're just their energy and their spirit and seeing them like swirl around and be so creative. Like being on set with Vernon Francois is like, I mean, he is just like, Oh my gosh. She's like, Oh, I found a paperclip. We can use that for something. Like it's like (laughs) crazy and it's so creative and so cool. So I, I count myself very lucky to like be able to witness that like totally. very close. Totally. I always say makeup are like they're artists, you know, and their canvas is just hair or a face, but they, they really are artists. Yeah, for sure. Do you also though, ever get nervous? Like you're, you're so public facing, right? Like you have to, as you said, be on TV and do photo shoots. Like, do you ever feel like a little bit of imposter syndrome or like, oh shoot, I may mess this up. 150%. Okay. I'm every single time. Really? Every single time I want to throw up. Really? Like every single time. But I you just, just do it. I literally just keep telling myself, I'm like, Julie, you're dope. Julie, you did yeah. the work. Julie, you did everything to not only be in this place, but deserve to be mm-hmm. in this moment. Like, you got this. Like, and there's just too many people who sacrifice to get me that great education yeah. to, you know, just to help me get to New York. And like my parents who, you know, not only with like all the tuition that they paid, but also like, okay, you want to be in New York every single summer during, you know, your years in college, we'll like figure something out to, you know, mentors who helped me, mm-hmm. you know, I just think of all of that. And I'm just like, come on. You, I mean, come on. There's too many pe- like, people yeah. cheering you on. Yes. Do it. Yes. That's, that's such good, positive self-talk. I read an amazing quote. It was from Clea Wade. And she talked mm. about how she gets nervous every time she has to speak. And she speaks all the time. But she always repeats to herself, as long as you're being yourself, you can't mess up. Right. Which is so true. So now even when I'm presenting, if I mess up something on the slide, I'll be like, oh, sorry, I, let me start that again. And it's right. like, fine, because it's like, you're a human being. You're allowed to mess up. And I feel like that should be 
more of people's MO, right? Yes. Because in this age of like social media and stuff, everyone's like, I have to look perfect. I have to do this. And I'm like, no, you don't. People need to see that not everything is perfection. Like, I feel like that's why sometimes I got when Orion takes off my false eyelashes (laughs) on Instagram (laughs) when I'm wearing them. And I wear them like probably three to four times a week because they just make me feel pretty. I mean, they're gorgeous. And what, what's the brand of these lashes, by oh the way? Gosh. Um, or do you just always do different ones? I do different ones okay. all the time. Like, these are pretty. Thank you. I don't even know who these are that I'm wearing today because I just have a million. But I actually, Camara A Unique has a, a line of lashes oh. and there's one named after me. There's the oh Julie my gosh. lash. The Julie lash. Boom. Okay. Camara um, A Unique. And I don't think that these are my Julie lashes, but I usually wear hers. Like, Seven out of 10 times, they're going to be the Julie lash. And you like the individual strips more than like the lie down on a table and get the individual lashes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like follically challenged on like my face, like Um, as far as like my eyebrows and my lashes. Julie. Like they're gone. I have no eyebrows. I, these are, this is microblading. I have no eyelashes. I mean, I do the best that I can with mascara. Yeah. I'm, I'm hairless in general. Yeah. Me too. I only shave, I shave my legs like maybe once a month. Yeah. Same. We, you and, and I, everyone's like, oh my God, like so lucky. Stop. And I'm like, right. I would trade it all to have thick brows and lashes. Like I would, tra- I would saying. shave every day. Girlfriend. People don't understand. I, I mean, yeah. So I love, but you have more brows than I, like I literally did not. Well, I brows. shaved them off when I was seven <laughs> and then they just like never came back. I shaved one off. I Wait, like went why? into my parents' be- bathroom and I'd see my dad using his shaver. Oh my God. And, and I like was curious? like, oh, I'm curious. Like, but I don't have any, I don't have a beard or a mustache like my dad. And it's like, but I do have eyebrows. And so I was like, let me see what I do. I think in my mind, I thought it was going to take off like a few hairs. Yeah. And when I did swipe, <laughs> it took off the whole thing. And then I was like, well, I have, I have to, to do, do the, the other, other side. So I did the other part and they just have not come back as Full oh my god! Sense. What did your parents say when they saw you? Were they like, my mom was like, "What the fuck?" Did you do? I mean, she didn't cuss, but she, like, I could tell. Yeah, the f word was on the tip of her tongue. <laughs> um, and I was just like, "I'm sorry. I was curious. Like, this is just who I am." <laughs> so, um, so they haven't come back full. I mean, I, they look good. They're okay. I don't fill them in every day because I don't think I've mastered it yet. Have you considered microblading? It changed my life. I have, but I'm such a wuss sometimes with like things like, oh, like with like pain. with like the pain of yeah, it, with like the needles, like Botox and fillers. Oh, like I'm, been... I'm so scared. Yeah. Well, I... you don't need Botox or fillers, and I mean, you I don't will. need microblading at some point. I'm sure either, but. I just, I mean, microblading was like kind of painful, but for me to just like have like eyebrows, it was just like really a game changer. I know. I mean, I pushed a whole child out of my yeah, vagina. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I feel like I can do this. Yes. But I just, I just haven't done it yet. I okay. just, it's going to, it's coming. I, mean, I feel it in my soul because my <laughs> eyebrows, the few hairs that are up there are like, girl, help us out. <laughs> well, no, so. but you, you still look great. And also I, there is also this other thing where I truly believe that like, people have the features that work for their face, right? Like mm-hmm. everything kind of, like, I feel like I look my best when I'm wearing my natural hair. Cause like, this is like, mm-hmm. this hair goes with my face. Like hair. I love changing my hair and I love doing straight and braids and t- like, I love doing everything. I saw your DMX challenge. Oh. That's everything. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, like, I feel like there's like this thing where it's like, you can't like, if you have like finer eye, like um, eyelashes or like, it's like, it kind of just works. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why. And then I feel like weird about kind of like changing. I love a lash. I know. I do love a lash. I just like love a lash. Yeah. And so I was saying my, my son yes. will peel them off yes, on yes, Instagram. Yes, I've seen it. And I had people in my DMs like, oh my gosh, you're showing people that you wear fake eyelashes all the time. And like, and I was like, are you kidding? Like this, is, I'm not, we gotta be real about this. Like it's good. It's good. Lead the way. And Keep it's just, doing it. And it's just funny. And like, look, I'm a size 16 black woman with natural hair who's big and broad and takes up a lot of space. And I'm unapologetic about it. Take me or leave me. I wear right. false eyelashes. Like, <laughs> but I'm dope as fuck. Right. So, yes. And more people need to see that because that, I think the more you are yourself, that empowers other people to be themselves. Yes. Right. Like authenticity just has such a gravitational pull. Like people are drawn to people who are themselves. I hope so. Yes. We appreciate you. We appreciate you for that. Thanks, girl. So, okay. People will kill me if I don't start asking you about all your beauty faves. So maybe we just do it like by category. Okay. Head, shoulders, knees, and toes. Maybe let's just start with like body stuff. 
Like, it's so hard, one, obviously, because what I do, because I'm a guinea pig. Like, I have to... It's hard for me to have a regimen because I'm using so many things. All the time, yeah. And I'm just like so... I love so many things. But, okay, hair is what you said, right? Did you say hair? Oh, no, we're starting starting from starting from the bottom. We're starting from the bottom. Yeah. So my body? Body, yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, you gave me a butt mask today, which I'm Uh, like, that's a that's a thing. (laughs) I have tried that butt mask. It's not big enough for my butt. Um, but it's, it's interesting. Um, I love body oils. Okay. I mean, I love Tata Harper's body oil. I haven't tried it. I just love like slathering myself with any type of like oils. And like, I'm also like a Palmer's cocoa butter, like type girl. Like, let's just keep it real and simple and like drugstore-ish. Yeah. Um, and I like to, do you, have you ever tried the baby foot? Mask. Oh my god, I was literally I just interviewed someone who does like manicures and pedicures professionally. She was based in London and I was asking her about babyfoot and she was like, What is this? I've never heard of it. I don't know what's in it. Yeah. I don't even understand. I've tried to read the ingredients. Wait, a did you times. shed like a snake? Like yes. did you have those full you shed like a snake and it's the most magical thing oh on god. the face of the earth because it feels so satisfying I know. to peel all of that skin okay. off and then your foot feels like, like a baby's bottom. I know. Well, okay, I tried it and I didn't get the peeling. Did you leave the I boot on no, for as long as you should? No. I think you should try this yeah, again. I know. I, wa- I was watching all the videos like, I can't wait. Like day two, day three, like I'm ready. And it like, never no, came. No, keep it. You have to keep okay. it on for like an hour. And you need to like soak your feet before okay. and then put it in the boot, then an hour. Yes. And then like yeah. wash the whole thing. You got it. whole thing. Do it step by step. Do it the right way. Okay. So the only thing is though, it's like your feet are smooth for a day, but then like you walk around a few times. I feel like the skin builds back up. It does. I mean, it's kind of like those, like, um, have you ever gone to the Korean spas and got the body scrubs? No. Oh my God, bro. It's amazing. Really? You have to go to like a spa castle or one of those places. It kind of sounds like in Turkey when they do the hammams and they like scrub you down. Yes. But like these Korean women are so magical (laughs) and they will get on the table. You have to be butt naked. Okay. And they get on the table and are like straddling you and like with all their might are scrubbing oh, you down. Literally, there are like rolls of like dirt coming off. And I was apologizing the first time. Oh my time. gosh, of dead skin? Yes. That and I was like, incredible. oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm oh, dirty. No, they've, they've like, I was, I was so embarrassed that I was so dirty. <laughs> but like everyone else there, it was the same situation. And they like bucket you off with like water and they do it again. Oh, wow. And it can get a little, I mean, if you're really, if your skin is really sensitive, it might it's be rough. harsh. But like, I'm like, make Bring me it bleed, on. damn it. <laughs> I'm like, I want to feel like, and yeah. your, your skin feels like brand new. Oh my God. Afterwards. Yeah. It's yeah. amazing. Okay. This sounds a bit, a bit like Turkish mom, but I need to try this. You Is there to. any particular place you recommend? I go to the one in Queens. Okay. Um, But you know, there's all these stories about like people like having sex in the pools and like dying <laughs> and stuff. Like, I don't know if you I mean, like, if you read as, up about the place, Yorker. it'll scare you. Yeah. As a but, New Yorker, you can't be, you can't be sketched up by sketchiness as a New yeah. Yorker. Everything is sketchy. But I don't even do those like those communal pools. You just oh, yeah. go straight, straight to, to the part yeah. where it's the scrub. Yeah. yeah and yeah. then there's a part, there's like a whole area where you have to be completely naked. It's so liberating too, because there's just like oh. women walking around, not looking like supermodels right. because most of us don't. Right. Whatever. I'm here for self-care. I'm here to get my skin together. My hair. You can wash your hair. You sit at a basin and you can wash your hair for an hour oh if you wanted God. to and put masks on. I mean, it's magical. Oh my God. Okay. So that's body, body care. That's really, that's like probably the best body care tip. Yeah, this sounds incredible. Okay, let's yeah. move up to face. Let's do skincare yes. and then makeup. Oh my gosh. So skincare is obviously huge. I know you are a big skincare fan. Yes. Um, I swear by, as I said before, I use a lot of things, but I, they're definitely products I swear by. I always use SK2. Okay. Whatever, that Patera, whatever yeah. is the, in it. The like the enzyme. Thing. Yeah, like whatever. And it has this Patera enzyme in it. Yeah. And... It's this enzyme they find in like the rice from yeah. like yep. from Japan, whatever. Yep, yep. It's everything. I think it's amazing. It's probably worth the price. I yeah. don't thankfully well, I don't have to pay for it, but I know. That's that's my barrier to entry, yes. the price. I know. I'm gonna I'm gonna skid you some from the closet. Oh my gosh, thank <laughs> you. But you know what? People are making their own. There's a whole thing happening in the natural hair community now where people mm-hmm. are making their own rice water, like I with know. rice, and then they're doing these treatments on their hair. I haven't seen any for skincare yet, but I, no. I mean, 
It's like an ancient, it's like coming. this is something that's been happening for like thousands of years, like in Japan, like where women have been using rice water for skincare. So I'm sure there's a way to hack it. I'm sure. But yeah, SK2 is just one of those, like consistently people tell me they're obsessed. Mm-hmm. Everyone who tells me they're obsessed, I'm like, so did you pay for it? They're like, oh no, I was sent it. I'm like, okay. I but it, I do feel like it's something that, I mean, they didn't pay me. They're not, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they don't advertise the essence. It's just obvious. It's something that has worked for me. Okay. I also really love Elemis. Okay. I love their pro collagen balm, cleansing balm. Yes. That's like kind of my my go-to. Okay. I haven't tried it, but I've heard great things. It's really good. I love drunk elephant. Okay. Which I, what are your drunk elephant faves? I mean, definitely the baby facial. I love their retinol. They're okay. A I have passion, that. I haven't tried it yet. Like one, yeah. Passioni or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. it's called. It's really good. Okay. I really love that. I love their marula oil. I mean, I think that they're just like a solid brand. Like mm-hmm. I think that you can't really go wrong with anything that they have. Like yeah. there's nothing that I've used and I've been like, this is trash. Like, <laughs> I mean, everything I've been like, it's like, this is great. Yeah. Um, I love, you know, Dr. Barbara Sturm. I know a lot of people love Everyone her stuff, loves. but her like her darker skin tone collection is just... It's good. Okay. What I'm so curious, like what is their influencer marketing strategy and how have they gotten to all the fabulous black women? Like they have just gotten to the black. Well, I actually had a whole talk with her because I was like, why aren't all the fabulous black girls using your stuff. This was before oh. the whole wave. Oh, so and maybe we had, maybe Julie is the one to, I think the- I had a little something to okay. do with it. I mean, her products speak for themselves, but I actually, in conjunction with her, she asked me to create a breakfast. Oh, and wow. so I did a breakfast okay. probably like a year and a half ago okay. with all of the dope black girls okay. in the industry. Yeah. And we did a whole thing at the Crosby Hotel. Okay, amazing. And um, I did it, my co-hosts with me, I was like, I'm bring on two of my favorite black girls in the industry were Ashley Weatherford and oh, Dana gosh. Oliver. Oh my gosh. From Incredible. Um, Yahoo. Yes. And so the three of us, I was like, you girls, let's gather all of our favorite black girls. And we did it. And they mission they accomplished. Had all of these bags and like now everyone's hooked. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then I love Beneath Your Mask. Oh, I don't know this. It's a black owned company. Ooh, okay. This, this amazing entrepreneur, Dana Jackson, she is awesome. And I love her products, all natural. Ooh, okay. I and need to get into this. It's beautiful. I think she was selling at Nordstrom's for a okay. while, which was really nice for a black owned yeah. company. To and be, it's skincare. Yeah. It's skincare. Okay. And she has a really beautiful charcoal mask. Mm. Um, I love her oil. She has like a scalp oil, like a body. It's like face, body, hair. Yeah. I use it for my hair mostly. And it's like, and for my scalp. And it's amazing. Do you know what the the base of the oil is? Like what type of oil Um, it is? I don't remember, but it's magical. Okay. Amazing. I love something that you can use on your whole body. Yeah. It's really nice. And it's so clean. Everything's like organic and clean and beautiful. And the packaging is beautiful. It's all black and it's in glass bottles. Oh, chic. I love good packaging. I'm Because the thing is, I'm sucker for packaging. I'm like very much like Miss Sustainability and like I'll order from these crunchy granola brands because like I'm like, I just want the best quality sunflower oil. I don't care. But sometimes I look at the packaging and I'm like, oh, I wish it was a little nicer. I wish packaging. I feel like brands need to know that packaging goes a long way too, because even in editorial, we could love something and you could be in the running. Like, it's yes. like I love these three products, but I only have space to put one in. Yeah. You're usually going to put in the one that like is prettier because it makes the page prettier. It works better with like the aesthetic of whatever you're doing. Yes. And like, it's kind of fucked up sometimes, <laughs> but it's not like we like replace it for something that doesn't work. Right. But if like you're in the running with like a few Yeah, items, that can be the decision. It can be the decision making okay. thing that like okay. you have like really beautiful, like aesthetically pleasing okay. packaging. Beauty entrepreneurs take note. Take note. But beneath your mask, dope. Okay. And then I love fresh. I love heels. There's definitely like a lot of your just go-tos. like go to like brands that really like get it. Okay. And like, I love Tata Harper. I mean, so Tata Harper, I like, I feel like I really want to get into Tata Harper because I love the mission behind the brand and everything, but I haven't found like the product that's made me be like, wow, I need to buy this. Um, it's very expensive. Their serum, I forget exactly what it's called, but it's like something Vital, v- Vitae Elixir. Okay. It's a serum. It's really, really good. Okay. It's expensive again, yeah. but it's really good. Okay. I get you on. Oh, thank you. Have you tried Bittner's Daughter? I haven't. I'm like the one beauty director that probably hasn't. And like, I just have, is, is it good? I saw that you got some. Yeah, it's good. 
In terms of doing reviews uh-huh. in an editorial space where you yeah. have advertisers, yeah, how free are you to be honest? We're really free. And I... And I push that as well. I mean, there's definitely advertisers and definitely people, but like I'm, it's not just, oh, you want this in the magazine? We'll put it in the magazine and write about it. It's like, we really do our due diligence. So I feel like, you know, I'd be lying to say that like you don't get pressured by advertisers to, you know, to talk about and like feature their things. Right. But I do think that we're really honest about the things that we do show. Because, you know, Black women too, like they'll drag the shit out of you (laughs) if like you tell them to to use something and it's not good or it's like, you know what I'm saying? Like you can't pull the wool over her eyes. Yes. Like we are very discerning. We are the ones, we look at labels more than anyone. Mm -hmm. We want to see what we're putting on our hair and our skin and our faces and like all of that stuff. We are traditionally not considered in these spaces. Mm-hmm. And so they come to us. They don't have to do the mental gymnastics like they have yeah. to do at other publications where right. they're looking at it and it's like, well, they didn't you put this on a black girl. I don't know if this is going to work for me or blah, blah, blah. Like at essence, like we have the perfect test. Like, right. Kitchen. Like right. we have everyone there. Ev- everyone, different hair types, all shades, yeah. all skin tones, all skin conditions or concerns. Right. Like it's amazing to be able to have that yes. type. And like, we will tell you, this is what you need to use. And yes. so like, it's a lot of pressure too, because we're we're giving the black girl stamp of approval every time we put something in, yes. in essence. And like, that's really valuable to brands. Oh my gosh, of course. Of so, course. Yeah. If a product is just bad, do you just not talk about it or yeah. will you say that it's bad? We usually just don't talk about yeah. it. But like, there are plenty of times where I've tested things. Like, you know, I'll open up a package and they'll be like, oh, look at our amazing shade range. And then... I use it on, you know, myself and some other people in the office and literally take pictures and send it to the company and say, this doesn't work. This doesn't work. Like, and because I've worked with the company before or because I really enjoy other products in in the line and in the brand, I think it's my duty. Like I have a seat at the table. I'm not going to be quiet about it. I'm going to say, hey, look, I think that, you know, you missed the mark with this because of X, Y, and Z. So yeah, I mean, I have to say something, whether they like it or not. Yeah, no, I think that's great. I think that's great. Are there brands that have sent you stuff that's just actually not considerate of Black women? Like where you're like, why did you guys even bother sending them? Oh my God, so much stuff. It's so funny because a lot, they'll be like, tanning products or like, (laughs) you know, or things like that. And you're like, are you kidding me? Products that are specifically like not for textured hair. We all have some type of texture. It might be different textures, but in different grades. Right. You want to do the whole like 4C, all of that. But this is clearly not for us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, I don't ever, I don't really like write them back and say, why'd you send this? But I just, just ignore. I just ignore. Yeah. Um, What about makeup faves? Have you tried the Pat McGrath foundation? And it's great. Okay. I just ordered it. I mean, she, she just gets it right, but she's been doing this for like decades. Right. And so the, the research is there. I mean, this woman like travels with cases and cases of makeup and like, she's trying it on like all the skin tones, all the people, all the celebrities. So you know that you're putting on something of quality mm-hmm. and that's been thought thought out. Yeah. And, and really the packaging thoughtful. is beautiful. I mean. Yeah. And those sequins in like her packaging. That kind of annoyed me. But you know that they're couture grade sequins. Oh, they are? Oh my so God. you should never throw them out. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. Every package I've opened, I put it in like a jar or something and have like my like makeup brushes in it or oh, like pens or oh, pencils or something oh, or like display good. them. She told us one time at a press event, she was like, those are couture grade oh, sequins. Of course they're, they are. They're not from like Michael's. Yeah. You know, they're like, they they're yeah, literally they're the great. hand, they're hand painted sequins. Wow. The sequins that they like literally sew onto couture gowns. Oh my God. I was like, of course, Pat. All my listeners know, like the day that I interview Pat McGrath is like the finale. Like I'm, I'm done. Oh. I have no more interviews to do. Oh, me too. I'm just like, she's like on my list and I'm like, I just don't know how we're going to get her, but it's going to happen. She doesn't really do press. 
She doesn't. But it'll happen. She's very elusive and mysterious and I love her about it. And I love that she doesn't wear any makeup. That's my, that's, that's probably my favorite thing about her. Right? It's like, I can't be bothered. Yeah. So I definitely wear her stuff. I love, you know, I'm like, I love Lancome. I like like all of those like old prestigious, like, you know, there's been years of science. Like, you know, these brands are where they are for a reason. Clinique. Okay. Like Clinique doesn't Clinique um skincare like always makes me break out, but I haven't really tried their makeup. Yeah. Clinique was like the first skincare brand that I used. Yeah. Like my mom took me to to like Clinique counter. The Clinique yeah. counter and was like, you get your clarifying lotions, your yeah, three yeah, step yeah, whole yeah, yeah. situation. Yeah. So I remember just like feeling so fancy. Yes. Like and having my Clinique. But I do love Clinique cos- cosmetics too. Like it's so interesting because they're not really known for their cosmetics. Yeah. But like I do like their formulations. But Lancome is great. Obviously Fenty I use. I love those um limited edition like eyeliners they had this oh, summer. Like the I color ones. I didn't get one. Just to be like fun. fun I love a colored fancy. I love a colored eyeliner. Yeah. Um, do you watch the show Euphoria? I started. I'm on episode it. two and I'm very disturbed. I'm on episode one. Like, <laughs> but very I have disturbing. to say I've watched it because I'm still in episode one. But like my son walked into the room and I was oh like, God. I got to turn this off because it's yeah, just a little too much. too much. And you know, like kids are watching it now because they love Zendaya and like they see her another, but they like know her from like kids movies. So like these like 10 year old, 11 year old girls are like watching Euphoria. Really? Yeah. And being like, mommy, it's fine. It's Zendaya. And it's like, no, it's not fine. It's like really adult. It's like, extremely adult. <laughs> but if you keep watching, there are some really incredible beauty looks. Okay. Some really incredible beauty looks that the high school girls are okay. pulling out and some like great, like colored eyeliner. Like I feel oh. like I get when I see like the young, like the Gen Z, uh-huh. I feel like there's so much more experimentation with color. We just did like black eyeliner, like, mm-hmm. and I like it. I think it's like, it's kind I of think like it's a return fun. to the eighties. I think it's fun. I obviously love lashes. Yes. I mean, that's super fun. I like minted. Okay. Yes. Another fabulous Lip black bar. Like I, I, I really tried to like delve deep into like the black owned companies because I don't yes. think that they get as much love. Yeah. And if you're not going to get love from everyone else, you have to get love from us. Of course. Of course. Oh yeah. Yeah. I feel like I've learned about so many from doing this podcast, like Juvia's Place people mm-hmm. love. Um, Danessa. Danessa Myricks, Myricks. Another brand that like really, really high quality, incredible products. Yeah. Um, the pigmentation. I mean, the payoff is just insane. Yes. It's so good. Yes. But I don't wear a lot of makeup, like yeah, in general. Don't. Yeah. But I really want, I'm really trying to work on like my skin. Your skin. Yeah. Make it look good without makeup. I also don't want people to like just recognize me with a completely big beat face. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like if you come, if you always give like completely done, then when you're not wearing makeup, oh, yeah. it's like, ooh, that's I what know. she looks like. I know. Like, I, know. I want and you to be like very yes, comfortable yes. and think I'm cute yes. without makeup yes. on. And then when I completely beat the shit out of my face, I want you to be like, oh, oh. Man, you stepped it up. Yes. And you look even more beautiful, yes. Yes. but yes. you're dope yes. without any makeup. Yes. Well, when you interviewed Iman, legend, oh my God. She was like, skin, I can't even imitate <laughs> her, her accent, but she was like, the skin is the most important and it's like yeah it is it's like everything if you're just putting makeup over bad skin it's kind of like it's like almost like a disservice to your makeup it is yeah so like yeah so work on i'm working on my skin yeah but you've also interviewed so many i mean throughout your career at all the places you've been like who are your who are the interviews that you just stand out for you as like oh my god i got to talk to this person Oh my God. Oh my God. There's one that's like standing out right now and I cannot say it. I don't know when oh this my is airing gosh. because it's coming out. It's she's our October cover. Oh and can you tell me off mic later? I will. I'll okay. tell you off mic oh, later. Oh my gosh. But I was super nervous, but it was amazing. You did the interview? I did the interview. I wrote th- and for the podcast for Color Files and then I wrote the cover story. Ooh. And I don't know. She's just like the BFF in all of our heads. Oh my gosh. And I guess who it is. No, I won't guess. When did you guys start doing digital covers? Was Jackie Ina the first? Our first one was Chloe and Hallie. Okay, Chloe and Hallie. And then Issa Rae had one. Yes. Oh, no, no. She was cover, um, cover. No, no. She was cover, cover. Oh, um, Lizzo had a digital cover. Love Lizzo. Ugh. She is just everything in the world. I didn't interview her, but I was at the on set and like, you know, her energy be, did all the beauty direction for the for the story. She and looked it was amazing. Just, the hair was so much fun. Like yeah. ugh, it was so cool. Yeah. Actually, Chloe and Hallie were great. Really? Interview too. They seem they, so sweet. They're so humble. Yeah. And I've met them probably 
four or five times yeah. at this point, right? In my life. And every single time they like say, hi, Julie, how's Orion? Aww. Like they remember my son's name. They're like, so how is he? Like, how is life? Yeah. And like, I'm just like, what? Like, you don't have to you do know, that. I would expect nothing less from a Beyonce approved, you know, like know. if Beyonce loves you, you've got something special. But it's just like, wow. And they're so yeah. humble. Yeah. They were like, we're just so blessed to be here and like to do what we, you know, love to do. And I'm just like, wow, you guys right. are just, yes. I mean, it's mind blowing yeah. how humble and so how, know. you know, and that's so hardworking rare. they are. Yeah. And we know, cause we've been around talent like that's Yeah. It's rare. I mean, some really people are really rare. assholes. So. Yes, complete assholes. There's, I mean, I have to say, like working in the industry, I do, and being so close to these people on set and that sort of thing, there have been people who I've loved for ages. And then I yeah. work with them that closely. And, and I'm like, like mm, oh, yeah. So not this is why. anymore. Yeah. Like I have a different perception yeah. of you, which is sad. I know. Um, but you know, you are who you are and yes. like you have the public perception that you have and it's not knocking their work or their talent, but uh, I think they could be better people. Yeah. I asked you your three biggest beauty mistakes. I'm going to mm. say age seven, shaving your eyebrows is got to be oh my the God. top three. That's got to be it. Um, Waxing. I'm sorry, but I know everyone like swears by waxing, but I oh, I got I... my bikini. I was like, okay, Julie, you're a grown ass woman. You should like yeah. wax your bikini, right? I did it once and never again. I went, got it done. Like literally she pulled twice. I saw my life flash before my eyes. <laughs> and I was like, we're good here. I was like, nope, 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 nope. Like we're good. Yeah. And she was like, are you kidding? Like we're not done. Like did I'm like, we're yeah. done. We, <laughs> we are good. Session, I will pay session over. I was like bleeding. You know, I think we, I think you and I are like body hair twins. Yes. I also attempted to do it and I, I, I went through with it and like cried in silence, but it was the most painful, most unnecessary. I was like, why do people do this routinely? I why? literally was like, what? is this? Yeah. Why do people do it? And Why I know that your body and like the hair follicles or whatever can get used to it and mm. can get less painful no. over the time. But I literally went home. She also, when she left the room, I took pictures on my phone. I was like, oh, if I have to sue someone because <laughs> I'm bleeding <laughs> I am and I'm maimed, all the I'm documenting this. Yes. And then I went home, I shaved the rest. Yeah. And I asked my husband, I was like, do you, can you tell? And he was like, like what's up? Obviously. And not. he was like, no. And I was like, we're good here. Not that I was doing it for him, yeah, but, but it was like, that's part of the reason why you think about it. It's like, oh, it'll be great for me. It'll yeah. be great for him. I'm yeah. like, can you even tell? And he's like, no. no. And I was like, okay, we're done. I know. No more waxing. I know. I'm just a, ra I'm a razor girl. I'm a razor girl. And honestly, I don't get razor bumps. I don't get ingrown hairs. Same. Like I'm smooth. Yeah. And it's smooth and it's fun. And like the one benefit to being hairless. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> this is good. Yeah. This is good for us. Yes. I also did cool sculpting. Oh, on my back fat. <laughs> Does it work? No, because I like got it done. Yeah. Which was kind of uncomfortable and like whatever. And then the doctor was like, oh, so, you know, because I was doing it for a story and she obviously wants it to like work, right? Work. For and me. you didn't have to pay for it. I didn't have to pay for it. Okay. And so, and I did it for like a video series we were doing yeah. um, at Time Inc. at the time when Essence was with Time Inc. And all of like the beauty directors, like at Essence, at InStyle, at People, at, in, at Real Simple, at Health, we all would do these things. I got like a sheep placenta facial, like all <laughs> these things that we would like try. And I was like, I'll do, they wanted me to actually do like butt injections. I was like, what? Skirt, not happening. <laughs> what? Yeah. It's wild. Like, it's wild. But it's like, did someone take that? Was there no, like a, no like one a, took it. But a flat, of, but of flat course, flat. like the essence yeah. editor, they were like, butt injections. You guys will like that. I was like, that's like offensive. No. Uh, like, really no offensive. Also, so like, we don't no. need it. But I was like, I'll do the, uh, the cool sculpting. And so anyway, she really wanted it to work. And so she was like, I need you to go see this dietitian. And did I was like, wait a second. Yeah. If we're doing this, this means I can like go eat fried chicken later. Like, right. what are you talking about? Like, she's like, you need to change your diet and you need to work. I was like, so basically this is a scam. Like, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. And I honestly, and I said this in the review, yeah, like I was, good. I was real about it. And I was like, I think this is for someone who has been working out. Yeah. 
and has a like very healthy lifestyle yeah. and can't and has to lose that extra like five to 10 pounds in yeah. this one area. And then you do it. Like I have a whole back full of fat that needed to go away yeah. and it, cool sculpting wasn't going to do. It. And I think it made my, my back rolls more pronounced. <laughs> really? And it's painful and uncomfortable on top of it. No. Yeah, I know. I know. So anyway, I have a long list of <laughs> but you've beauty come, mistakes. But you've come on the other side and are now thriving. And also, I think that the other thing that people have to remember is like you have to make mistakes to learn and grow and be better, right? Like, absolutely. If you never made a beauty mistake, then you would never. You would learn never know and things, like try. Yes, yeah. so you got to take some risks. Yeah, that was a risk I wish I hadn't taken because now my back yeah. fat is like, hi, we're really here now. Yeah. And then also there's this whole other element of self-care. When do you take care of, like, you've got your job, you've got the extracurriculars, you've got your child, you've got your family, but then like also when do you have time for yourself? Yeah. I need to do better about that too, because like I literally have little like bags full of like all of these um, like gift certificates and stuff to go get like facials and massages and like all of the, literally when I'm telling you like gift cards, like six inches high of like all of this stuff. And I'm, or like just dance classes or workout or like Equinox membership for like, you know, whatever. You should do a giveaway to your followers. I should. And, but I, but you should also, no, but I always do it. You should do it. Like I'm going to do it. Something. And what I always do, it's so funny. I like chronicle it on my birthday. Sometimes you'll see me like, I'll be like, okay, I'm going to take this yoga class and then I'm going here to get a facial and then I'm going here to do higher dose. And then I'm going here. Like I do a marathon on my birthday of all of the things and I'll do like six to 10 gift cards in one day because I'll be like, this is the one day I'm going to like treat myself, but I should be doing it throughout the year. I know. So I need to be better at like, and, and especially when I work in a space where I don't have to invest my own money in it. <laughs> I mean, that's... <laughs> it's free. And I'm literally looking at the gift cards like, I don't have time to do it. That's Meanwhile, I'd be I'd me. be dying for a gift card to go get like a $200 facial. I know. If I wasn't I in know. this industry. It's, I know. It's crazy. I know. Well, it's been such a pleasure talking oh to God. you. Thank you for que- having me. Question I ask all of my guests, when do you feel most beautiful? It's so funny because I know you asked this to all your guests because I listened to all your <laughs> I know. I'm, all so of your fl- I'm so flattered that you listen. It's like, you know, you oh put God. these things out and it's so funny because you've said the same thing about your writing, but you put these things out into the world and you don't think about who's listening. And then I meet someone like you and you're like, I've been listening for oh my a God. while, which is like all, crazy all to me. And like, Amazing. you're such a good, like, interviewer. Well, I talk to women like, that I admire and I like. So it's not, you know, it's not like work, like, oh, what am yeah. I going to, it's like, Oh, like Julie's really cool and interesting. And like, I want to know more about her. So it's like easy. When do I feel the most beautiful? Yes. Oh God. Okay. There was like a few. And I was like, how do you even answer this? Because for me, it's really when I'm like with my, my boys, Mm. right. With Rasan and Orion. It's like, I just look at them and I like look at my husband and I'm like, oh my God, he's so amazing and brilliant and kind and all these things and he loves me Mm. and then I look at our kid and I'm like we made him and we're and we're we're raising this kid to be great and like I I like carried him in my body and so like I feel so powerful and beautiful in those moments and then also like just when I've accomplished something that like I've I've been working hard on I mean like we've talked about like this is a hustle yeah this is this is something I've dedicated my life to and it's a hustle. But when you do the work and when you do a story that you're really proud of, like I did that story on all, um, a lot of, not all of them, but a lot of the black women in the beauty industry, like the black executives in the beauty industry. And that had been a a labor of love. I've been wanting to do that story for years and it was just so hard getting all of these high powered black women yes. in one place. Coordinating schedules. Yes. And, yeah. and it's so funny because that doesn't sound like a moment where you would feel beautiful. Mm. But I felt beautiful in that moment for creating that space, for helping to create that space and tell their stories. Like yeah. I felt like a beautiful soul Yes. Making sure that people knew their stories. Yes. And so like, so it's like twofold. It's like being with my family and knowing that I'm loved and I love them, but also working 
on things that stories that need to be told. And the fact that I get to tell them makes me feel like beautiful and powerful and like special. That is amazing. That is beautiful. Yeah. Wow. It is that you've exceeded my very high expectations. Thank you so much for coming on. I'm so happy that we, I like feel like emotional right now. I don't know why. I just feel like you just have such an incredible story. Really, really. And I appreciate you. And I think I really want people who listen to this to understand the power of following your passion and working hard to get what you want, because that that is what you've done. It sounds like your whole life. And thank you. I appreciate you for creating this space and being a beautiful, amazing, Black woman out here doing your thing and following your dreams. Thank you. And I admire you. And I said that on my IG this morning. I was like, oh my God, I'm so excited. <laughs> I have to make sure my fro is at its like it's maximum glory cleanly. for Baruch because <laughs> she is a queen. Amazing. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will be back next week with another episode. And also, I mean, we have to plug your Instagram because it's amazing. Where can people find you? You can find me at Miss Julie, but I spell my name J-U-L-E-E. So M-I-S-S-J-U-L-E-E. Yes. Yes. And all of your amazing writing on Essence and all the things. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 